What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 102 of the Ask Pat podcast. I'm here to help you by answering your online business, blogging, entrepreneurship, podcasting, startup, anything that deals with doing business online. I'm here to help you. And uh, we have another great question today from John. But before we get to that, I want to mention today's show sponsor, which is stamps.com, an awesome company that I've been using lately. You know, everything is on demand now, right? This podcast is on demand. You can listen to it whenever you want. Television is on demand now. Why not stamps? With stamps.com, you can print and buy stamps postage for any sort of letters or packages right at the convenience of your home computer and printer. And unlike the post office, stamps.com is always open. You can get postage anytime. If you go to stamps.com right now and enter PAT for the special offer, you'll get a no-risk-free trial plus a $110 bonus offer that includes a digital scale plus $55 of free postage. Why are you still going to the post office? You don't need to anymore. Stamps.com, use a special offer, PAT. Now, let's get to today's question from John. Hi, Pat. This is John. Uh, first of all, I thank you so much for putting all of this content out there. I've been loving it and been reading and listening to everything you have. Um, I'm 17, and I'm about to move to California next year, and I'm trying to start my own uh, vlog, uh, John R.P. Fry YouTube. If you Google that, you can find it. And then also uh, JRPF Developments. If you Google that, you can also find it. And so I want to do blogs and vlogs and stuff of that nature. I'm pretty comfortable with the content. But how should I advertise it best? I do not have a lot of money for advertising, and I'm wondering uh, what you suggest I should do, in, say, in addition to social media outlets. Thank you so much for your time, and have a great day. John, what's up? Thank you so much for the question today, and first of all, congratulations on your vlog and blog, and also Best of luck to you on your upcoming move to California. That's where I'm from. I'm from San Diego. So if you ever make it down to the San Diego area, John, I'd love to uh, meet you and talk to you and help you out. Uh, you know, we'll have coffee or something. Now, to answer your question, how do you market your site You know, when you don't have a big budget? Now, to be honest with you, you don't actually need a big budget to get started online and to get traffic coming to your site and to build a big brand. When I first started doing business online, I started at greenexamacademy.com. That site was built with just a budget of $3.95 a month for hosting and domain. Uh, and that's it. That's it. Now, over time, I added other things like an email list, which required hooking up with an email service provider, which has a fee and uh, things like that. But when I first started... It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the money I spent. I mean, there are people who build businesses and spend tons of money, and their businesses go nowhere. Their brands don't grow. It's just all about being smart about where you put your time and how you promote yourself. So the first thing I want to mention is SEO, or search engine optimization. And what that means is creating your content in a way and putting all the things necessary in and around your content to have it found in Google or found in YouTube because you said a video blog and guess what? YouTube is also a search engine. There's a lot of other search engines out there. Amazon.com is a search engine. iTunes is a search engine. Wherever you are putting your brand, you want to make sure that you're giving yourself the best chance to be found by people who are looking for that information that you're producing. And we could talk days about search engine optimization strategies and of course they're always changing over time because Google, iTunes, 
names and every every other site that has a search engine and an algorithm to go along with it is always changing and tweaking things. But I would recommend going to nichesitedual.com and in the updates section, you'll see some of the latest things that are going on with SEO. Um, you know, a lot of things have changed since I, I built a few sites a couple of years back to how I'm doing it now. Really what you want to focus on is great quality content unique stuff that is really going to help people that's going to be shared and also you want to make sure that you have a lot of the basics down meaning you want to have the keywords that people are typing in to google and in to youtube in the title of your videos or in your blog post in the description in the tags and all that good stuff the metadata is really important when it comes to your content in terms of seo Now, there are tools, free tools out there like the Google Keywords Planner, which you can use to see and discover how many people are searching for different terms in and around and related to the specific topics that you're writing about. For those of you who are on YouTube, Tube Tracker is a great tool. I met one of the guys who has created that tool when I was in the Philippines. It's an amazing tool. It's basically the keyword, you know, the keyword planner from google but for youtube and if you go to tubetracker.com that's t-u-b-e-t-r-a-c-k-r so it's tube tracker without the e at the end uh, dot com and again that's a great keyword research tool for discovering how many people are typing in certain things in youtube they're not always the same as what people are typing in in google there are also some premium tools out there for those of you looking to get and climb higher in Google and understand how many people are searching for what terms and what the competition is like for those terms as well. Longtail Pro is my my uh, tool of choice, and it just makes it really easy to do all that stuff. If you go to askpat.com slash longtailpro, it'll get you a special discount for that if you're interested. So that's SEO. SEO is a great way to pull traffic in who, you know, people who are targeted traffic, searching for certain things that you have potentially you're, that you're creating content about. So that's SEO. Second, Guest post. Guest posting is an old school form of marketing and there has been some stuff in Google and around the Google sphere lately talking about how uh, guest posts don't work as well as they do anymore. Well, maybe in terms of SEO because that's actually an SEO strategy to put your content on someone else's site as a guest and have it link back to your site because those links count for search engine optimization. However, even though that may not be a strong What is strong is you are putting yourself and your content and your brand in front of another audience that is targeted. Now, what that means is, of course, you have to reach out to other bloggers and other video bloggers and establish a relationship with them, perhaps do a a guest post or guest video swap. Uh, That's one thing you could do. Or try and do what you can to provide value for that person, and that person might be willing to allow you to write content on their site or produce a video for them and their audience as well. You could also do guest posts on sites like medium.com. Again, that's medium.com. A lot of people are writing on well-established Uh, I don't want to say content farms, but places that publish high-quality content. There used to be these sites where you could just do article marketing, which is, you know, these, there were literally content farms. Anybody could sign up and post content, and people were putting really not-so-good articles on there to get a link back to their site. Well, something like medium.com is a site that a lot of people read. You want to put a lot of good content on there if you're going to publish on there, because what's going to help you do is build that relationship with people who have never heard heard of you before and uh, they're going to come over to your site. It's also going to help you establish some authority being on a site like medium.com, which is a high page rank website, which if you get a link back to your site in your article, it's going to be good for your site for SEO purposes as well. 
Another great way to promote your brand is to, within your own brand, within your own site, within your own videos, in your own blog posts, highlight other key players in your niche, preferably those who have a large audience as well that matches yours. What this does is because you're highlighting them in some way, perhaps it's related to a specific type of topic or blog post that you're writing about or a specific um, subject matter within a video that you're creating, what it does is it kind of gives them a quick shout out and you can even just email them or tag them on, on social media and say, hey, person, I highlighted you in this video or I, I talked about you in this blog post. Don't ask for anything in return. Just simply say that. They're going to be, you know, they're going to take notice that you are mentioning them, hopefully in high regard, and that you're using them as a good example for something that you're teaching. And because you're sending them a link and because you've mentioned that you've, gave them a shout out on social media, they're going to start to remember who you are. And then at some point down the road, after you establish a little bit of a relationship, you can send an email that isn't quite as cold anymore in case you wanted to write guest posts. Or perhaps some of those people, and this has happened to me in the past when I mention other people on my blog, um, especially when I was first starting out, I would talk about people like Darren Rouse and Yaro Stark and a lot of other high-end sort of bloggers at the time. Uh, They would... they took the time to see what I had going on and they were interested in a lot of the articles that I wrote and they would link to my own articles on their own. So it wasn't like a guest post where I was publishing my content on their site, but within their own content, they were linking back to useful articles that I had on my site. Again, this is always going back to making sure you have useful content. That is the biggest thing that you can have uh, and I'm sure you're going to be doing that, John, and everybody else out there listening too. Now, another way to start to promote your site And uh, this is going to sound really interesting, but you want to start to build your email list because what happens is as you start to grow your list, you start to feed more traffic to each of your blog posts. So every time you come out with a new blog post, you're going to say, hey, a new blog post has come out. Here's a link to it, and that gets sent to your email list. So say, for example, you have collected over 100 people on your email list. Let's say 100 people, and you mention to those people, hey, I got a new blog post, and Immediately, you'll get traffic coming to your site because email is one of the most underutilized forms of traffic generation back to your own site. People often use it for selling and promotion. I use it specifically for relationship building, but I also point back to my own blog posts. Sometimes I point back to blog posts in the archive, especially in some of my autoresponder series emails, but a lot of people, and I do this often as well, especially if I know a blog post is really good and I want people to see it, I will mention that I have a new blog post and link back to it in an email that I broadcast out to all my subscribers and boom, traffic is a record that day because my email list is always growing. Now what happens when you send an email out to your email list and people on your email list who have given you permission to send them notifications, who has liked your stuff good enough to say, hey, I like your stuff. I'm going to be. I'm going to be a subscriber, and I'm going to go to your traffic. I'm going to go to your site and add to your traffic numbers whenever you come out with a new post. Well, when they go and read that post, those people specifically are likely to share it on social media, especially if it's something good and, and worth doing so. And what happens? It gets new eyes on your brand. More people subscribe to your list. Next time you come out with a post, more people visit your post, and then more people share it 
and then your list grows bigger and so on and so forth. So making sure you're focusing on that email list, especially right from the start. Uh, and that's the beauty of, of this. You know, typically with email service providers, you are paying for how many subscribers you have. And uh, when you're just starting out, obviously, you don't have very much. So you could use something like AWeber. If you go to askpat.com slash AWeber, you'll see the service provider that I use. MailChimp is also a good one as well if you're just starting out. And of course, beyond all of that, we talked about SEO, guest posts, highlighting uh, key people in your niche, email list, um, using multiple platforms over time. You know, I have the strategy of being everywhere, not just doing a blog, but also doing video, which you're doing, John, which is great, but also podcasting. Podcasting has been huge for my traffic generation and authority levels. However, I will say, even though I mentioned be everywhere, and that is what has helped me get to where I'm at today, I wasn't everywhere right from the start. I started with my blog, and I focused on that, and I got good at it, and I got comfortable with it, and then I went to video. I wasn't comfortable with video at first. It took me a while to get comfortable with it, but then I started to produce a lot more videos, and that started doing really well. And then a year later, a year later, I introduced my podcast, and I had all the systems in place, and I didn't overwhelm myself. I think there's a lot of uh, misconception out there in this uh, in this space in terms of my be everywhere strategy because they think they have to be everywhere all from the start, you know, right at the beginning. No, you want to start with the platform that you're most comfortable with and then branch out from there over time after you become comfortable with these new ones. So you're sort of like creating this tree and your root is your blog, that's your home or John, for you, it sounds like it might be your, your, video, uh, your, your video content. And then you sort of, branch out from there you're creating this tree which provides oxygen to the world and everybody can live better because of you that's a weird analogy but i'm going to keep it in here because i think it sort of makes sense Woo, we're having a good time on the show anyway john so stoked for you i can't believe you're only 17 years old i wish i was doing what you were doing at 17 actually we've had a couple 10 year olds on the show too uh in the past i wish i was doing this when i was 10 but unfortunately the internet wasn't around then so which is weird. That was like 1992. So that anyway, thanks, John, for your question. An Ask Pat t-shirt is going to be headed your way. I would love to see a picture of it sometime in my inbox. Awesome. A VA is going to uh, message you uh, very soon with information about how to get that. For those of you listening, if you have a question you'd like potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to Ask Pat. You can ask right there. I also want to uh, thank Stamps.com again for their sponsorship. Again, go to Stamps.com and use Pat. Uh, to get your special bonuses. And lastly, as always, I end with a quote. And today's quote is from Alfred Monopert. And he says, expect problems and eat them for breakfast. Boom. I love that. Cheers, thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, 
the Smart Passive Income Podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.